Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. And uh, Dane, we are coming off of a win. We got off the schneid. Packers break their four-game losing streak, and a nice win yesterday, 20-3 to over, granted, a Matthew Stafford-less Rams team, but nice to get into the win column no matter how uh, we do it, Dane. So how are you feeling today? Wags, you said it. We're going to take wins and we can get wins. Very happy with the Packers. I'm um, coming out, showing an awful lot of fight. Some young guys um, battling, stepping up in, in big moments. And this is kind of a, a unique podcast this week for us um, because um, not only are we going to talk a little bit about the win, we're also going to look ahead to, to week 10. And, and we're doing it on a Monday night because, Wags, you are actually going to be going in person to watch the Packers on the road in uh, in Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers. So uh, looking forward to breaking it all down with you tonight. Um, but, you know, starting it off, how about it? Uh, a nice win. Wouldn't you know it? Aaron Jones, the most touches I think he's had in about a year. And the Packers, wouldn't you know it, win a game. Um, so, you know, where, where to begin? Where to begin with this Packers win? I mean, I I, I think we got to start with the defense. I, I mean, the defense I thought looked really, really strong yesterday. Yes, Matt Stafford wasn't there, but Wags, this is the fastest I've seen the defense look in quite some time. They looked aggressive start to finish. Yeah, uh, and I think the the stat that stands out that really demonstrates that, not just with the eye test, is 10 pass deflections yesterday. Uh, And it was guys in the secondary. It was guys at the line of scrimmage on the D-line. It was guys at the second level. We were just getting our hands on the ball, and I thought we were really swarming, uh, particularly to to close out tackles. Um, Tackled really well, uh, played physically, I think, at all three levels as well on the defensive side of the ball. So that was fantastic to see. I I know there was a a lot of consternation and including maybe to a degree, although we, I think we understood it pretty well with the uh, Packers trading Razul Douglas. Um, But uh, just getting right into it, um, it wasn't just one guy, uh, but Carrington Valentine, what uh, a way to step in and demonstrate that the Packers maybe made the right decision to give this guy an opportunity. And and we talked about Eric Stokes uh, having an opportunity, uh, certainly when he comes back as well. Uh, But this is a a youth movement. Now Uh, we get to, we get to see these younger guys step in and play. Uh, It does not mean, as we said, that the Packers are trying to tank or trying to lose. They went out and got a a win on Sunday and uh, yeah, the defense looked really, really strong in doing it. And and so, Dane, um, what were some of the things that really stood out to you? Uh, besides certainly the play of Carrington Valentine, I think there's a lot of notable things that we could uh, be recognizing uh, from the defense after this one. Yeah, I mean, of course, Carrington, he, I mean, CV, he, he, how good was he? Um, but how about his rookie in crime at safety? Um, Wags, I thought that Anthony Johnson Jr., uh, also had a great game and not only with the interception, but really both safeties, 
had had a really strong performance. Um, but but uh, with, with Jonathan Owens as well um, back there, just they were they were aggressive. They were sticking guys. But I I think about Anthony Johnson because um, early in the game. Yeah, there was a third down play where he made a stick and the ball uh, landed incomplete. And then later with that interception, really good presence and awareness there. Um, so, you know, you, we talk about, yeah, the Packers tackled well yesterday, but again, they tackled well with some of these young guys in there. Sometimes that's not necessarily always the case, right? So that was really, really strong. And another really good performance from Isaiah McDuffie. I'm filling in Quay Walker, unable to go, and McDuffie yet again, I thought, stepped up and, and is showing why the Packers have had faith in him. And and I think he has a bright future with, with this with this Packers team. So those are two guys that right away stood out. And then the pass rush. I mean, how about that pass rush? Um, and maybe we start with, um, uh, I say the pass rush, but how about Enigbari? Um, playing against the run. He's gotten better and better. He, he had a couple of nice tackles for a loss there, was flying around. Um, so I, you got to mention the edge, but then Rashawn Gary and company were just um, pretty, pretty consistent all game long, getting their hands up, getting in the face, and the defensive line was active. I mean, this was just a, an overall defensive performance. This is one of the better performances, and I don't care we're playing a backup. This is a Packer team, you know, we mentioned it. They're on a on a game losing streak. They needed a win at Lambeau Field and they, they went out, they got it. They didn't look flat. They looked like they wanted, they, they, they looked like they expected to win. And then they went out and, and they imposed their will on this Rams offense. I'm just, I'm really proud of it because this was a huge bounce back performance um, from the team. They showed that they wanted to win. They have that passion to win football games. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, two guys on the defensive line, um, really the whole defensive line, I thought played well yesterday, but after Kenny Clark goes out with an injury uh, pretty early in the game. And it looks like Packers escaped uh, any major injury for Kenny Clark. So we'll see how he's feeling later this week uh, as far as availability for Pittsburgh. But good news uh, on that front. Uh, Carl Brooks uh, really made his presence felt, got his hand on uh, two pass deflections in this one, and uh, also really blew up a play in second quarter uh, led to a Lucas Van Ness tackle for a loss, but it was really Kyle Brooks that just blew up the play completely. Um, and, uh, it led to, I believe, a six yard loss on, on a, a attempted run play for the Rams. So, and then Colby Wooden coming up with a big stop. Um, I, I believe on, was that on third or it's actually on fourth down and short. Um, Colby Wooden later in the game, uh, coming in and, and making the most of his opportunity as well. So, um, and then that, not to mention, certainly, uh, I think, uh, TJ Slayton had a really nice performance. He was just very active, uh, as well. So, and Devontae Wyatt, um, was, was active in the front. So the starters on the D line and then some of the other younger guys coming in and, and making their presence. But Dane, I knew I set you up and you just couldn't give our boy Jair Alexander any credit. Uh, man, uh, I, I, I highlighted Carrington Valentine, um, but I'll tell you what, I know you've been critical of Jair. Uh, he looked phenomenal yesterday. Uh, so credit where credit's due, because if this is the Jair Alexander that we're getting consistently uh, the rest of the season, and maybe, as I said last week in our episode, is he the leader by default, by, by attrition, and everybody's looking to him, and he realizes there's nobody else that he's, he can kind of hide behind there, he's the guy that's going to have to lead the way. He's the most talented player in that secondary. 
And um, I, I know Carrington Valentine deservedly gets a ton of the credit for that next man in and how he played yesterday. But I, I really feel Jair Alexander had by far his best game of the season and quite honestly uh, hasn't looked like that going back for quite some time. So if that's the Jair Alexander we're getting, um, I feel a whole lot better about this defense moving forward as well. Do you think it's back? Do you think it's motivation with Jair? What do you think it is? Um, because, you know, he, he does have a back injury. I'm not looking past that. Back, anybody's had a back injury. It can be debilitating. So, you know, I, what, what what's your take on that? Um, well, I mean, he said he felt better. So I'll take him at his sure. word. Yeah. I mean, how, what, who am I to, to question that? So if he's feeling a lot better than he's felt in some time, I'm sure that can make a big difference. As you said, back injuries can be pretty debilitating. So, um, that could be part of it. Although the timing of it is interesting, isn't it, Dane? That all of a sudden he's feeling a lot better. And I'm not saying that he had any riff with the coaches or, you know, fellow players or anything like that, but, um, it, it is, notable that they needed him to step up in a big way and his back's feeling better and he went out there and stepped up in a big way so mm-hmm. um it might just be a coincidence a good healthy coincidence but uh dane i i i asked you what's it going to take for jair in your mind to answer some of the the concerns and questions that you and some other fellow packer fans have had uh about him really this whole season and, and going back to parts of last season as well yeah, I mean, I think – how do I put this? I don't have a problem with guys talking. I actually kind of like it, right? And I think that that can, that can lead to an edge. Um, my frustration with Jair um, for the last couple of seasons is he is phenomenal and he can be great, uh, but sometimes against lesser competition in particular, uh, I feel like there's a bit of a drop-off and maybe it's a lack of concentration. Maybe it's, you know, just whatever it is, right, to, to get oneself up for lesser competition. And, um, you know, what I would love to see out of Ja is just being consistent, being consistently great uh, because he has the ability to do it. And that's, I guess, where my, you know, where it all comes into. I'm not here to like knock our number one corner. I'm here to just say, like, we know you can be better than he's been in some weeks. And, and, and I'm not writing off the back injury, but uh, and I'm really not because it is bad. But um I just want to see that consistency going forward and, and continuing to work with the young guys. And, and yesterday he was vibing with, with, with Valentine and, you know, with the young guys. And it, it looked like they were really hitting a rhythm together as a unit, as a defensive back unit. And I would love to see the team build uh, on that. He doesn't need to be the most vocal guy, right? Um, he can be if he wants to be, but there's a lot of different ways to lead. But if he could just go in and, and week to week, just be focused and 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 play the way we believe and we we've seen him play for years and years in Green Bay. That's all we're asking for, and he just he plays at such a high level. And I know at not everybody's perfect. That's certainly not what I'm saying. But um, there's some weeks where I go, there's no way Jair should be getting beat by wide receiver X, right? Like there's just some guys that should not be beating him. And I and I think that you know this was a great step in the right direction to be the, the impact player that we we know and, and are used to him being. Yeah, I think that's completely fair, Dane. So um, looking over the offensive side of the ball, if Dane, I had told you, I mean, just looking at, if you look at the highlights, if you look at the score summary, you're going to see oh, the Packers were leading the Rams, uh, led by Brett Rippian, 10-3 to 3 at the start of the third quarter or fourth quarter, and say, well, the offense struggled. But honestly, um, we've been talking about wanting an identity 
for this team. And I was really encouraged. If you, if you would have told me before this game that the Packers would have two fourth downs, uh, conversions called back by offensive offsides, uh, that we would have a two minute drive at the end of the half and miss a field goal that we would fumble the first two possessions of the second half and go one for four in red zone opportunities. I would have been like, really? We lost to the Brett Ripian Rams on Sunday. Uh, that would have been kind of my prognostication. But um, honestly, I think offensively, we talked about going into this one. Aaron Jones, get him 20 touches, carrying the ball. Well, guess what? In 41 snaps, Aaron Jones touches the ball 24 times. Uh, he gets four receptions and 20 carries. So that's, that's what we want to see. He wasn't even really all that efficient for Aaron Jones, but he's got so much gravity. All of a sudden teams have to honor play action when Aaron Jones is, is in there and the D line pass rushers can't just pin their ears back, ignore the play action. And that gives the offensive line an opportunity to settle in and, and give Jordan Love, a little bit more protection. So even with Aaron Jones not being his most efficient, I thought he looked good uh, with the carries and the work that he did, but not even his most efficient day. Guess what? The downstream impact is that our young quarterback looks a heck of a lot more efficient in his opportunities to pass the football. And was Jordan Love perfect yesterday? No. Uh, but I thought he rebounded in a big way and looked a lot better uh, than he had in recent weeks. And so, Dane, the identity of what we did offensively, not perfect, still too many penalties, still too many unforced errors. Um, we were basically what we expected or what I expected to see uh, from this offensive team and this offensive unit going into this season, heavy on the run, play action, efficient in the pass game. And uh, that's what we got to see yesterday against the Rams. You said it. I mean, it's shocking, right? Young quarterback gets a run game, can settle in the pocket and make some throws. Um, that's, that's quite literally what we saw. And I think that Jordan Love had some, a few of the best throws he's had all season. Uh, in yesterday in the second half of that game, uh, the Watson connection was just great to see, but Wags, there was a couple other balls. He just put really nice zip on it. Musgrave earlier than the touchdown. He had a nice ball, kind of the, 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 the corner left side of the field there. Um, but then, um, of course that, that play design and that touchdown to Luke Musgrave to put the game away was, absolute thing of beauty. I, I loved that play. Um, but he, he had a couple other nice throws at Ontavious Wicks as well. And um, I'm not going to, you know, I, I even even Wicks, Wags, it was, it was great to see him come out there um, right around 50 yards. Yeah, he had the fumble, but he's trying to be aggressive. I'm not going to, I'm not getting on him on that. I, I think that if anything, I, Wags, he, dude had um, 49 yards, I think on 15 routes run, something like that, which is just crazy high efficiency. Uh, for him. So all of that's to say it was nice to see the, the wide receivers and the tight end group, kind of the pass catching group come alive a little bit, especially in the second half. And for Jordan Love to, you know, have the protection and do the things that he needed to do. Um, so yeah, the, the offense, I thought really did come alive that second half. You're right. It wasn't world beating, right? But uh, you, you said it as good as and as well as anybody could say at the beginning of the year, this is kind of the offense I think both of us were expecting to see. 
good pass protection, some good running game, some good lanes for the running, and then let Jordan Love, you know, um, be opportunistic when there is opportunities. If the Packers can continue to do this on a consistent level, they're going to win more than they lose the rest of the season because um, I, I'm really liking how this defense is starting to, to really turn it up and, and offensively. Just want to give Jordan and this offense a chance, but it all starts with the run game. Let's not get off the – I just hope in a week we're not sitting here going, why the hell did we quit running the ball with Aaron Jones against Pittsburgh Steelers, right? That's that's a big thing is let's keep at it. We know it works. This offense should go through Aaron Jones. We will be most successful if he's touching the ball. Yeah, completely agree. And I think that certainly, Dane, as I said, there's still opportunities to be more efficient um, it would be nice if we didn't have to deal with so many of those those third and ones and fourth and one situations. And let's try to stay out of those down and distances a little bit more frequently. I don't know. I don't want to turn this into a gripe about the officials. I did not think that was a well-officiated game yesterday. Um, the, the offensive offsides, everybody that watched the game is aware of that and has their opinions on that. Um, but there was even a couple other penalties. I think they nailed um, – it was uh, either John Runyon or, or Josh Myers for holding. And I thought the, the broadcast crew highlighted that pretty well, that um, it was really a pretty ticky-tack type of call uh, and, and not necessarily something that needed to be uh, a flag thrown. Uh, but certainly, Dan, it's it's one of those things. You go out, go out there and make some progress. And I think that's what we wanted to start to see. Uh, it's been a long road to get here, uh, but this is the type of game that you can be really encouraged about. And yet there's a ton of coachable opportunities to look at on the offensive side. Uh, I'm curious, Dane, what did you think of the play of the offensive line? It was interesting. We got to see some Sean Ryan yesterday, 15 snaps, uh, stepped in for John Runyon for a couple of series. And um, Yash Nyman, unfortunately, uh, got hurt after getting the start, which we expected him to at left tackle. Uh, but what did you think about those two guys? Uh, I, I, frankly, um, I know it was only 15 snaps, but after seeing Sean Ryan and those uh, snaps yesterday, I was left pretty puzzled mm-hmm. by the fact that Rice Newman got so much run uh, when Elton Jenkins missed a couple of games earlier this season, uh, because frankly, I thought Sean Ryan played really physical. And um, they were able to run the ball behind him a couple of times. And he's going up against Aaron Donald uh, and and not only held his own, but I think opened up a few lanes for our running backs to run through. So um, really encouraged by that. I know it's a very, very small number of snaps to point to, but mm-hmm. not not much, um, not a much more difficult situation for a guy to come in and get his first NFL snaps. Well, I'll tell you what, I was tracking uh, Brian Balaga, the, the former Packer great, right? Or Packer great, but former Packer starting, uh, tackle, right tackle. And, um, he was, he was all on the Sean Ryan train yesterday. And, um, you know, I, I'm always, you know, always curious what some of the former guys say, right? The ones that follow the team closely. And he was like, keep Sean Ryan in the game. And that, that, I mean, you know, that, that says a lot, I think, when he's just watching at the eyeball test. Um, Ryan was active. He was aggressive. He, he kind of had that heat, uh, that you're looking for that pop coming out of that guard spot. So, um, I'm encouraged to, to see that. I, I'd like to, I was actually a little surprised he didn't at least get the, the rest of the half to work just to kind of work his way in there. But a really strong performance. You're right. It's a small sample size, but small sample size against, 
Aaron Donald and company is larger than small, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and then Yash Nyman, we know what Yash can do. It, it's, I, I, like, it, I'm frustrated that it took so long, uh, for Yash Nyman to get an opportunity to go in there and ball because we know what he can do. And I'll tell you what, it stinks. He got injured. He had to leave around halftime. Rasheed Walker had a really strong second half, the best he's played, I think, at, at tackle. Uh, since, since he's been, he's been uh, put into the mix. Um, I'm still, Wags, I'm still going to be beating the drum. Uh, I would love to see Yash left, Rashid Walker right side and, and Zach Tom in at center. And I'm going to just keep saying that and saying that over and over again because I want to take that look. But for this game, Yash playing that first half really strong and Rashid Walker in the second half, uh, at left tackle and, and what a difference it makes, right? Uh, seeing, seeing, um, Jordan Love being able to stand up there in that pocket and make those throws, Packers running the ball. Um, it was a completely different mentality, it felt like, uh, this week across the offensive line. And this, this might be one of the better, other than that Bears game, which I feel is a bit of an outlier as it was the first game of the year. Um, this might be the best performance, I think, of the offensive line this year. Yes, four sacks, but one of them, Jordan, held on to the ball way too long. Um, I just overall, I really like the approach of this offensive line this week. Yeah, and Dane, I, I know I've been on that bandwagon with you, but not sure this is the best week to make that case because Josh Myers probably also had his best game of the season yesterday. Uh, so it is going to be interesting to see. I don't think there's going to be any changes to the interior right now uh, unless there's some injury, but yeah. it, it would be interesting to see Sean Ryan get some more opportunities because – he might just be a little bit more physical at the point of attack. And if the identity of this offense is going to be and continue to be, hopefully, crossing our fingers, running that football, Sean Ryan might just be a little bit of a better fit for what we want to do. John Runyon is going to be a free agent after this season. I don't know if he's a guy that you really look at investing in long term. Uh, so, it's it's a tough balance because you want to put your best guys out there and, and try to be winning games right now. Uh, so if John Runyon is the guy that's earned that opportunity as a starter, and I think he's played some pretty solid football yeah. for us over his time in Green Bay, but quite quite frankly, he's a little bit better as a pass blocker than he is as a run blocker. So it just becomes more of a philosophical thing at a certain point. And I, I trust me, I can't sit here and say that after 15 snaps, Sean Ryan's proven that he deserves an opportunity to play over John Runyon Jr., who's put in several years of work for this Green Bay Packers organization. It's just that it is an interesting thought exercise to, to really look at. Do you want to put in the guys that are going to be the best in the run blocking? We think Yash Nyman's definitely one of those guys. Definitely. Could Sean Ryan prove to be one of those guys as well? Um, I think we need to see more to be able to say that with any certainty, uh, but it would be interesting to think about um, if, if that's the identity and that's the philosophy the Packers want to lead into, uh, how does that play out in, in terms of how they address and decide which personnel they're going to move forward with good stuff wags good stuff i mean I, I you know i this is a little bit of an abnormal pod because we're we're looking ahead too um but i, I you know we, we we won this game and now we got to make it too right and we've got to make it to going on the road pittsburgh steelers i think uh 
I don't want to speak for you, but I think we both really respect the organization. Um, they're, you know, they've got a good fan base. They've got a good team. We do not always say that about teams we're facing, but it's just a reality. Um, and they're, they're a team that's, um, uh, you know, won some games. I think what are they? Five and three on mm-hmm. the season, and um, they've had some comeback wins. They they they've kept it tight, but um, go. You know, looking forward, we don't know what the injury report's going to be yet, right? Um, where it sounds like Christian Watson uh, did not have a concussion. They're saying they're monitoring him, but they didn't. They didn't have a concussion. Sounds like. Um, on that fall, the, the injury, it doesn't seem like it's anything that's going to be totally serious. You mentioned Kenny Clark, hopefully escaped, um, you know, serious injury. So theoretically, if both those guys are good or close to being good, um, you know, we're, we're going in and it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle, but hopefully we're, we, we're fairly, um, you know, heavy handed going into that matchup. But I look at the Steelers wags and, I look at their defense and it's all about defense for me and, and, and that pressure. And, you know, we're, listen, we're not Steeler um, experts, but I will say that this Packers offense needs to cut down on the uh, penalties. Uh, they can't go into the road in Pittsburgh and, and turn the ball over. They can't go into the uh, Pittsburgh and get into those third and long distances because this Steeler uh, defense wags is a defense that can get after the quarterback and they can stop the run. So that's what I'm really focusing in on this week is, you know, can the Packers cut down on mistakes, not beat themselves? Because I, I honestly think they're playing a, a team like the Steelers. They're five and three, not sure how great they are, but they're better than the Rams. And, and, and the Packers can't shoot themselves in the foot and expect to go on the road and beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. And in some ways, the Steelers mirror the Packers. They just happen to have a better record um a team that struggled offensively especially in first halves uh young quarterback uh, kenny pickett's in his second year as a starter he didn't start the whole uh, uh 17 game schedule last year but had some success down in the stretch for the steelers last year and um you know trying to be similar in terms of defensive philosophies and and what what they try to do personnel wise and certainly the steelers have had more consistent and sustained success on the defensive side of the ball. But um, in a lot of ways, uh, some of the same strengths and some of the same uh, gaps, uh, if you will. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about the Steelers is they are last in the league in terms of the number of red zone opportunities and their success rate in the red zone is really poor. So um, most of the damage that they've done uh, when they've scored has been on longer uh, plays. And so uh, it, you have to pay attention to guys like uh, George Pickens, uh, who's been getting a little loud uh, off the field here recently, but um, he can stretch the field. Uh, and so Packers are going to have to respect that over the top ability. And the Steelers have a couple of other guys that can beat you in that big play uh, mold as well. Uh, they like to pound the football, uh, certainly with uh, Najee Harris. Uh, and then they've also got uh, kind of a quicker back in, in Warrens that they just uh, drafted here recently. So um, there, there is not going to be any secrets to what the success recipe for this Steelers team is. But you said it, Dane. This is a game that just like this past week, we saw how much better the Packers can look when they're playing with a lead, even if they don't play perfect football. Um, and I think that's going to be a real key this week. This might be a little bit of a war of attrition. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably going to be a pretty low-scoring game. I'll be surprised if it's not. But can the Packers go into the second half, into the fourth quarter, 
with a lead, even if it's not a big lead, and force the Steelers into having to throw the football. And uh, that might play into our advantage if the Steelers are not able to just, uh, you know, wear down this Packer defense over the course of four quarters. And let's let's see if they can be opportunistic and get some opportunities themselves to get their hands on the football, create some turnovers, because I think that's what's going to be needed. I don't think the Steelers are, you know, that much more talented or even more talented at all than the Packers are, quite honestly. But if you're going to go on the road, in Pittsburgh and try to win a game like this, um, you're, you're going to have to probably try to uh, win the, the turnover battle and um, be playing with a lead uh, in the second half rather than trying to come from behind uh, because that has not been really, despite a couple of decent comebacks, one of which we won, uh, a good recipe of success for this Packers team. So um, let's see if we can build on what we did last week, like you said, with that identity, running the football, and um, you don't have to go out there and put a 40 spot up, but can we get a, a lead in this game and play with the lead and, and try to force a few turnovers late in this game? Yeah, it's that's that's spot on. And um, we said it this last week, but um, I think it's even more important this week is the battle, the turnover battle is going to be just absolutely massive. And Steelers offensively, while they're, you know, they're not lighting up the scoreboard the one thing that I think that uh, that Kenny Pickett, the quarterback there in Pittsburgh, has done really well is he's protected the ball. Um, he he doesn't really turn the ball over very much. That being said, Wags, it's a lot of short passes. It's a lot of those sideways passes to running backs, really not trying to stretch the field um, all that often with this offense. If, if you go and you look through some of these last few games, um, Pickett is very conservative, I think, with the ball. Um, I believe Matt Canada is their uh, their offensive coordinator, who the fans are just like livid about the play call selection up there in Pittsburgh right now. Um, but uh, point being, if the Packers defense can kind of continue that trend, this trend that they've had uh, of this this aggressive, fast defense, I really do like the matchup of our defense against their offense. Um, I think that this defense can be opportunistic. And and you said it. Listen, I don't think that the Packers offense needs to put up forty. But shoot, if they can even get ahead in this game a little bit, Najee Harris has been, even though he was a highly touted first round pick a few years ago, um, you can ask Steelers fans, I think overall, kind of like a semi disappointment for them. He's not, he's not a world beater for them. He's not bad, but he's not that guy, right? He's not, he's not the, at least yet, he hasn't been that guy. Um, and, and Jalen Warren, their, their number two guy has actually stolen some of those touches, um, from Najee Harris and, and, um, from what I've heard is outperformed Najee Harris in, in, in some of these games. So now what I say and what I mean by that is it'd be great to put Kenny Pickett in a position where he has to pass the ball uh, in the fourth quarter. I know that they've had some comebacks, um, but they've had some comebacks with some short field. The defense has helped win the football game. It's not all Kenny Pickett slinging it in the fourth quarter. I just like our odds most if we can get up by a touchdown um, or a touchdown plus, of course, but a touchdown or in that range and make Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter drive on this Packers defense. Um, and, and because I do think that the Packers have the ability to rush the passer against his offensive line. And I think that with the right play calling, they can stop this run and really make this offense one dimensional, but it, they can't be at the defense can't be out on, on the field for 60 snaps, right? We just, we can't have that. 
we need to be able to um, have some kind of semblance of offense. And, and, and I just hope that we can build off of what we saw this last week. Um, are, curious for you, Wags, um, are there any guys on either sides of the ball for the Steelers or for the Packers where you think that matchups could really play a key um, or where you think that we could get some wins against the Steelers team? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest key is, um, uh, in terms of, of Kenny Pickett, is uh, he's not really going to hurt you with his legs. And if you can get a little bit of pressure on him, um, that's when you can force him into some of those mistakes. Uh, you mentioned he's taken care of football really well, has actually gone six straight games without throwing an interception um, through several in the first few games, uh, but he was on his back a little bit more um, and was under more pressure. Um, so going back, this Packers defense is not the 49ers defense, but five sacks uh, against Kenny Pickett when they face the 49ers, uh, two interceptions. That's kind of a recipe that tends to be, you know, very, very much the case for most quarterbacks is if you're under pressure, you're more apt to turn the ball over. Um, but, um, you know, ever since um, basically the last few weeks, they've, they've protected him a lot better. Um, and so I think that's led to his ability to hang on to that football as well. Uh, the other factor is, is uh, frankly, uh, the Steelers have been able to play from ahead the last few games. And so we haven't seen Kenny Pickett have to carry the team or come up with some big plays. Um, he's done it to your point a couple of times this season. Uh, but I, I, I just feel like the law of averages has to work in the Packers favor in that situation. So um, I would love to see Rashawn Gary get unleashed this week. He was close yesterday on a couple of his pass rushes. Uh, he hasn't really tallied a ton of sacks yet this season, but I think he's knocking on the door. Um, I'm pretty encouraged by our defensive line play overall yesterday, even though we didn't end up with a ton of sacks. Um, I thought the pressure was really consistent. Uh, as I said at the top, uh, we were able to get our hands on a lot of footballs, uh, which is, which is always a good sign. Uh, when you're active that way. So, um, that's, those are the types of things that are going to lead to more turnovers. Um, continue that, that pressure and just close. Um, and then if you can continue to get your hands on football, first, second, or third level, those tip passes are going to find their ways, uh, into more hands of, of waiting, uh, defenders. Uh, we saw one of those yesterday, but those can come in bunches. So it would be fantastic to see. Um, certainly you can't predict turnovers, but I think the Packers defenses do, and and frankly, maybe Kenny Pickett's do for a few turnovers this week. I was um, pleasantly surprised with um, with how much um, 12 formation we saw with a couple tight ends. The, the Packers kind of kept it tight and they just ran the ball um, yeah, this last game, and Curious, do you see that as a, a potential to, to build off of? Just, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Going into this week against the Steelers, God, they, you know, they, they had the old moniker Blitzberg for years. The last couple seasons haven't blitzed as much. They're kind of back ramping it up again, uh, this season. And, and I think that probably if I had to rate them, uh, the, the strength of this defense for, for the Steelers is their edge rushers. Um, certainly, I think we all know who TJ Watt is, but also um, Alex Highsmith 
has been ridiculously good for them this year. Um, so that's really where their bread and butter is. Their defensive backs have not been as very, as, as good. Although Joey Porter Jr. looks to be a, a, a potential star in the league, but as a unit, I think has struggled a little bit. So Wags, how do you think that the Packers combat this Pittsburgh Steelers blitz attack? Um, where they, that's really does seem to be their strength on defense. Yeah. You got to run the ball. Uh, if you are able to run the ball, uh, not only uh, can you uh, make them pay for putting that much upfield pressure, if you can get the right calls at the right times, you can really find some big holes. Uh, then the other aspect of that is a little cliche, but um, you get shorter down and distance situations when you are in third down. If you have less third and eight or longer uh, situations, that's going to make that pass rush uh, a, a little less effective. Now, if the Steelers are able to slow the Packers down from running the football the way that they did yesterday, um, it could be tough to your point. Uh, I, I, I will see. I am encouraged by the pass protection we saw from the offensive line yesterday, but we're not that far removed from Max Crosby wrecking, uh, this offensive line. Um, and frankly, Aaron Donald was pretty effective at times yesterday as well. Thankfully, the Packers, because they were so successful running the ball, were able to neutralize that to a degree. Um, that looks a lot worse if we're not running the ball either. And all of a sudden, Aaron Donald, some of those one man wrecking crew plays become just absolutely debilitating. Um, thankfully, uh, uh, the Packers were able to manage around uh, a lot of those and, and were able to uh, still find some success. But um, for me, yeah, it's it starts with Aaron Jones. It starts with uh, a heavy dose of, of him. And let's continue to get him 20 touches. I don't care what it takes. Uh, let's get Aaron Jones as many touches as we can. Uh, he can make guys miss. If they're going to send guys uh, and really pin their ears back, uh, that can open up some lanes uh, perhaps and make make their pursuit a little bit more difficult at that second and third level. So um, Aaron Jones, if he finds some opportunities, maybe this is a week that as good as this Steelers defense is, he can shake and bust loose for uh, more than uh, his long run yesterday, which was nine yards. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and predict that he – uh, bust a 50 yard touchdown run this week against the Steelers. But I think there could be some opportunities here this week where maybe it's a couple yards, a couple yards, and all of a sudden he busts a 25 yard run at some point. We'll take it. Uh, I like the, I like the bold, uh, talk here tonight, Wags. Um, anything else? It's hard not to be. I mean, look, yeah. it's one game, but. How long have we been asking for Aaron Jones to get 20 touches in a game? And it finally happened. It feels like it's been forever, and it finally yeah. happened. So I might be back to being really frustrated by next week, Dane. I'm just going to enjoy uh, a week of Aaron Jones being able to carry this offense with his touches and mm -hmm. just hope, just hope against all hope that it continues here next week. But what what say you? What are, what are some of the keys that you're looking at to neutralize this this uh really good pass rush for the Steelers? Yeah, I mean I I, I did like um the, the the Packers keeping an extra tight end in, in in certain instances. I thought that that was super useful. Um some quick drops from Jordan Love would, would be really helpful as well. Um something I was I've been kind of calling on and and I, I feel like the Packers did a little bit better of actually in the second half was just 
in trusting Jordan Love a little bit more um, uh, to, you know, make a play here and there. But but I, everything comes down to the same thing, and you're right. It's running the ball. If the backers don't run the ball and they can't control the clock, they can't control the line of scrimmage, it theoretically is going to be a very, very long game. So, uh, you know, I, that that that's what it comes down to is um, – you know, if, if we're expecting Jordan to be making throws on third and 10, third and 11, third and 12 a ton, right? It's going to be a huge problem. So, um, run the ball. Um, and in some, in some obvious passing downs or not so obvious passing downs, having an extra big body in there, that extra tight end, keeping them in, you know, blocking with six guys, um, is shown to be useful. It was helpful this week. I'd like to see that again. It's, it's not rocket science. I don't have any rocket science on this one. It's just, um, you know, making sure you have the bodies there to, to block a front, especially with the Steelers who obviously are going to be aggressive and trying to find mismatches and try to overpower the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, just to use a boxing analogy, I mean, it's maybe one thing the Packers could also be doing is let's see if, we can play against the Steelers' strength and take a shot early and put them on their heels. Haven't had a lot of success with the vertical passing game this year, but could they have found just a jolt of momentum after that uh, deep pass on the last possession uh, between Jordan Love and Christian Lawson? And I'll tell you what, nothing takes the air out of a pass rush uh, and a blitz like having to cover the field vertically. So, do I expect that all of a sudden the Packers have a vertical pass game figured out? No. Uh, but maybe early in this one, let's take some shots, uh, a shot or two, and uh, see if we can make a connection. And that can force the Steelers to have to make some adjustments. Rather than the Packers handicapping themselves and saying, this Steelers pass rush is so good, we need to account for that. Uh, and then the Steelers don't even have to worry about uh, a vertical pass because uh, the, the Packers are sh- throwing everything underneath. Um, and then they can actually just keep putting more waves of pressure on when mm-hmm. you do that. So let's see if we can knock them on their heels a little bit and, and just take a couple shots and see if it works early on in this game, make the Steelers have to adjust to what the Packers want to do. And, and maybe that opens some things up for them a little bit as well. It's great stuff. Um, do you want to talk uh, predictions at all? What do you think? Or or, or maybe our Leap Spirits uh, X-Factors this week? I feel like we just did it, but what do you say? We should give some Leap Spirits game balls out for yesterday, first of all. Um, and uh, folks, go ahead and put your predictions in the chat. It's a little early since it is Monday to be doing a score prediction, but I'm up for it, Dane. So let's yep. just uh, dive right into it. So first of all, uh Leap Spirits, game balls for yesterday's win. Let's start on the defensive side of the ball. We could name a bunch of different guys, but for me, it's got to be Carrington Valentine. Dude stepped up in a big way. Um, three pass def- defenses, um, just uh, really just played phenomenal uh, coverage and um, uh, made his presence felt in, in this game, in a game that certainly – uh, was going to be circled and he was going to be under some scrutiny after the Rizul Douglas trade. So, um, just great to see. Uh, it was, uh, the type of performance that we got all excited about, uh, from watching him in preseason camp. And, um, he was able to come out and prove that not only does he belong in this league, that he can play at a high level against some really, really good receivers, uh, in that, in the Los Angeles Rams. So, um, for me, it's Carrington Valentine as, uh, the game ball on the defensive side of the ball. 
It's got to be. Uh, I'm I, I'm with you, Wags. Uh, I second that. And I mean, uh, yeah, I get that it was Brett Rippin at quarterback, but it's still Cooper Cup, folks. I mean, it's still uh, Puka's been having the monster year. I mean, the Rams have had massive firepower out of their wide receivers this year. And, and the Packers defensive backs just went out and did their job. So um, how could it not be Carrington Valentine? I mean, um, especially at the heels of the Razul Douglas trade, all eyes are on this young man. Um, rookie DB comes in with very little fanfare to Green Bay, uh, showed all camp long, right? And then uh, I thought last week actually had a little bit of uh, trouble. And then they they trade Razul and, and here we are. Dude balls out. He, he looked like he belonged to. He passes that eye test as well. Somebody who's carrying himself like he had all the confidence in the world. So definitely my Leap Spirits um, game ball as well. It, it's just got to go to him. Yeah, for sure. So, Dane, who do you have on the offensive side? Aaron Jones. <laughs> Aaron Jones. Uh, the Packers gave Aaron Jones the ball. He looked good. Um you know, he, he, he just, he's different when he's got the ball in his hands, even if he doesn't have the biggest game wags from a statistical standpoint, it's a game changer. Um, he is the threat every time. So, um, did he have four touchdowns in the game? No, but it doesn't matter. He, he made everybody on this Rams defense cue in on him when he was getting the ball. And I think that opened up um, passing lanes for Jordan Love and just made the entire offense better. So for this week, I'm going to give it to Aaron Jones. All right. I will second that. And that's what we needed is our right. offensive leader, our best player on the offensive side of the ball, come in and shoulder the load. Uh, it wasn't his most phenomenal game uh, of his pro career, but that's exactly what we needed. And it was what can give this team an identity on the offensive side. So, all right, Dane, um, let's just shift right into preview mode then again. Uh, X factors for this week against the Steelers. Uh, I'll let you lead it off again. Who do you have as your first X factor? Well, I love it. Uh, Shadid in our chat gives a Valentine the, uh, the X factor this week. Um, lo- love that prediction, uh, uh, Shadid. I, I'll tell you what, Wags, um, just looking at the Steelers offense, looking at what they do well, what they don't do well, um, I'm going to give it to, bless you, I'm going to give it to a defensive lineman, actually, and I'm going to give it to TJ Slayton. And the reason I say this is I thought that, you know, the last few games he's had some really strong games. Kenny Clark, it looks like he's avoided serious injury, but does he go? Not quite clear yet. It is so early in the week. So somebody along that defensive line is going to have to make some impact plays. Um, I'm going to go with TJ Slayton because he is just building, I think, week to week. And if he can help stop the run, it, it does create this, this, uh, as we mentioned, Steelers become more one dimensional. It's a complete game changer. So for that reason, I want to see TJ continue to build. He's my Leap Spirits X Factor this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with our star, one of our star players, uh, Rashawn Gary. I mentioned earlier in the podcast and everybody's going to be watching the Steelers pass rush and what TJ Watt can do against this Packers offensive line. Um, I think Rashawn Gary is going to come in and, you know, if he can have a one man wrecking crew type of game and he's perfectly capable of having that type of performance, all of a sudden that could be what puts the Packers over the top in a game like this. And maybe he's going to be sitting there saying, yeah, TJ Watt is a phenomenal player, but guess what? I'm a phenomenal player in my own right, and I'm going to put a stamp on this game. So um, for that reason, I'm going to go with one of our bona fide 
blue chipper stars and see if Rashawn Gary, who's always good, can rise to another level this week and really just put this defense on his back and see if we can shut shut down the Steelers' offense if they're trying to make a run late in this game. This will lead right into my score prediction later, uh, but I think Rashawn Gary could be a real difference maker down the stretch in this game. Strong choice, Wags. Strong. Um, why don't you're you're on you're on a heat streak here? Who you got on <laughs> offense? I want to hear it. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna go back to an old tried and true, and I'm gonna go with Jaden Reed. Uh, I, I I Dane, I just gotta say, um, a little bit quieter the last couple of weeks, but I think Jaden Reed could be the beneficiary this week. Now we Packers got some tape of what they can do with an Aaron Jones, uh, heavy rush attack. Um, I think we could get some more play action, some more crossing route opportunities. Um, the Steelers, we know, like to drop guys. Uh, they like to bring guys uh, uh, from the edge. Um, so I think a guy like Jaden Reed could be a real difference maker if he can find some of those holes in the Steeler defense and uh, settle in and give Jordan Love some some nice openings to target and pick up some chunk yardage. Um, so I think Jaden Reed could make a real difference on the offense side in this one play action guy as well, just with those crossing routes, those intermediate routes. Um, so, you know, there's other guys that certainly we could be looking at uh, as the main contributors, but um, I think Jaden Reed could have uh, a real ball game this week and, and, and contribute again in a big way. And and that that's a great selection. And sorry, John missed your X Factor, Kayshawn Nixon, K nine. So sorry to miss that. But great prediction. And he had, he had, he had a nice breakout kick return uh, this week. It was great to see K nine returning. So John has a K nine, and then um, Wayne has got in our chats got uh, Aaron Jones. Which Wayne, I think you're cheating. Uh, X Factor being Aaron Jones. Um, but, but I guess Wags had Rashawn Gary. So, you know, all bets are off, right? You, I, we, when you got three wins, we can pick whoever the hell we want, I think is the, uh, is the rule. Um, offensively for me, I got Luke Musgrave as my Leaps, uh, Spirits X Factor. First touchdown last week, another really nice catch, uh, on the back end. Wags, he looks the part, doesn't he? Week in and week out, he looks like he's getting more comfortable. Um, they're working him in. He played through an injury, um, not yesterday, but the week before. He was questionable all week, battled to, to make sure he could play. Um, everything I'm seeing about this young guy, I'm loving about Luke Musgrave, and I expect him to, to continue to stack and build. So this is a good week. I look at the inside um, linebackers who primarily would be covering him, I, I think, um, mostly in this, this base defense from the Steelers, and it's Quan Alexander who – very good against the run, not so good against the pass. Um, and, and, um, and, um, Eldon Roberts, uh, neither one of those guys, I think, match up very well with our guy, Luke Musgrave. So for that reason, um, I think Musgrave can help move, move the chains, going to be a big body in the red zone. So Luke Musgrave is going to be my X or Leap Spirits, uh, X factor this week. All right. I love it. Dane score predictions. I said, I didn't know if I could do it, but I got it in me. Um, 
it just came to me. Uh, I got the Packers holding off the Steelers 21 to 17. As I said, I think Rashawn Gary uh, makes a big play uh, on the stretch to keep the Steelers from being able to complete uh, a game winning drive uh, at the end of the, the game here. And Packers can go in and, and let's let's see if we can keep some momentum going here um, and go in and steal one. Uh, I think uh, against a a talented but not world beating Pittsburgh Steelers team and um, uh, let's let's get to four and five and come back home to Lambeau and and see if we can continue to build on that. And so Dane, I, I don't know why um, I'm still predicting the Packers to win right now with the way the season's gone, but um, I'm feeling a lot better after that game yesterday. So I'm gonna continue to stay on the bandwagon and uh, hope the, the hope the Packers can go into Pittsburgh and uh, pull one out here. And I think it will be a close game, but um, I, I think if they can continue some of the things that they did yesterday, uh, they can take care of business. Yeah. Um, you know, what a difference it would make if the backers can go and, and, and win on the road. All of a sudden, as you said, four and five, look out, right? In this NFC North, all bets are off. As far as I'm concerned, this would be a huge, huge moment for the Packers if they go go on the road and win this game. Uh, we've got some score predictions in the chat too. Shadid's got the Packers 24, the Steelers 17. Love that choice. Um, who else we got? We got Wayne. Uh, we got him saying uh, 24-3 Packers. If that happens, Wayne, I'm going to be having a, a dance party uh, in my living room. And then John's got Packers 23, Steelers 21. Great predictions. All the comments. Uh, everybody's got the Packers winning. And um, I'm I'm right on with everybody else. Uh, I'm going to get the, the Packers winning this football game, Wags. I've got them winning 28-24. Uh, to 24. Um, wow. this is a Packers offense that's going to pick up a little bit of steam. I think they're going to get some short fields this week. Um, and I, I think Jordan Love is going to throw some balls, Wags. And, and I think that this Packer offense is going to continue to run the ball. Matt LaFleur, run the ball with Aaron Jones, man. I, it, it's a, it's a recipe for success. I, I love the creativity on the Musgrave touchdown pass. I'm expecting more creativity this week on the road and um, Jordan Love's going to settle in and he's going to look a little bit more like early season Jay Love than kind of this middle down uh, part that we've seen. And he's going to build on this week. And I think the Packers can go out there to Pittsburgh on the road and get a huge W um, uh, this coming Sunday. Wow. 28, 24. Dane, I want to remind you, that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger are no longer the quarterbacks in this matchup. This is this is 2023, not 2017 anymore. But uh, I have a but feeling. You know what? No matter what, if uh, we'll take it, however we can get it. So um, if your prediction ends up being spot on, I will uh, give you all the credit that you deserve. Um, and uh, no matter what, we just want Packers win at the end of the day. Yeah, no, this is, it's going to be fun, man. And I, we're so excited you get to go to the game in person. It's going to be a great time. Do you know what you're wearing yet? What kind of green and gold are you wearing to this? Uh, uh, I will have this, uh, this bill cap and uh, probably, uh, my, my green Packers sweatshirt. So, um, I, I won't be exactly inconspicuous, uh, probably in a sea of, uh, terrible towels, uh, black and yellow, but, if the Packers are doing good, I'll be that guy that's ridiculously jumping up and down cheering. So maybe I'll get some TV time. The cameras might find me. I have no idea. I'm not going to go out of my way, but 
uh, let's hope that that's a good problem that we have, Dane. If the Packers are doing well, uh, they might want to find some Packer fans in the stands to, to zero in on. And I'll be right there gladly accepting some camera time, cheering on the Packers if they're able to do that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And uh, bring us home a W, would you, Wags? I will do what I can. As I said, um, give me all the credit in the world. Packers win. Don't blame me at all if they aren't able to pull it off. That's that's all I ask. But honestly, I'm really looking forward to this. Going to Pittsburgh, uh, legacy franchise. I know they've got some great fans over there. Um, so I think it's going to be an amazing experience. And hopefully it's topped off with a Packer win. Love it. Well, Wags, I think we've done it all here on our very special Monday edition of Lombardi's Legends podcast. Anything else you'd like to add? No. If you're joining us late, um, as Dane said at the top, no Thursday preview episode this week. That's why we're doing our score predictions and mini preview here on a Monday. I will be on the road. Um, and Dane just can't bear to do a podcast without me. So do we're doing the preview here tonight, and I will be back next Monday. Uh, we will be recapping next Sunday's game against Steelers one way or another. Uh, I'll give my in-person report, and again, hopefully talking about another Packers W. Yeah, so – Folks, thank you always, uh, as always, for listening. We appreciate you so much. Go to our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube, whatever we got. We love you. Please follow us, share us, rate us, review us. And as always, be legendary and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.